all, and welcome to Humming Fools, a podcast and amateur auditory guide hosted by nobodies and dedicated to the artists, dreamers, or anyone out there with the creative urge. I am one of your nobodies, Kyle Stuck, and later I will be joined by our guest, Olin Rogers. Frickin' Olin Rogers, an American comedian, actor, filmmaker, writer, and YouTuber. Guys, this is incredible um can't believe that we were able to make this interview happen it has been in the making for quite some time i don't remember exactly when i think it was it's at least been a year um maybe two not sure but i slid into olin's dms and quite quickly we uh were able to you know kind of secure that we were going to do it but then life just kept happening, and um, it, di it didn't seem like it was going to happen. And so then, you know, um, a couple months ago, I was like, hey, I was going to interview Olin Rogers. <laughs> Could that still happen? And so once again, slid back into Olin's DMs, and he was like, oh my gosh, I didn't see uh, a lot of these messages. I'm so sorry. And I was like, yo, you don't owe me anything. No one does. Anyone who comes on this podcast, they are doing so out of the kindness and graciousness of their own heart. So uh, yeah, we actually were able to make it happen. Again, so um, just thankful um, that Olin took time out of his evenings to um you know uh talk with me i interrupted him and his wife's uh dinner time so uh thank you to mrs rogers um for letting me steal your husband and olin once again thank you for just taking the time to talk to me about your journey and uh share it with our listeners and listeners thank you so much for being here very excited to to have you here if you're reoccurring Welcome back. Thanks so much. Truly appreciate y'all sticking with this show through all the, um, uh, <laughs> I'm just flashing back to all the, t all the delays and stuff that we have or the, the radio silence. But yeah, thanks for, if you're a longtime listener, thanks for just continuing to engage with the show as we grow and change and take breaks and evolve and work on our projects and stuff. It's awesome. Again, I, I think this is going to be a lifelong endeavor, but us changing how often we do it has really helped all of our uh, lives <laughs> and our mental health and just our, our actual artistic work um, and other mediums that we put out. So thank you guys for being patient. And if you're new here, thanks so much for stopping by. Really glad to, to have you. You are welcome at the Humming Fool's table. And we hope that you enjoyed this this interview. Again, we uh, this is one of our main shows, Humming Fools, where we interview artists and we have art-based discussions. We also have The Night Shift, which is a horror review podcast, but kind of from the lens of me as a fan and lover, and then bringing in other people who don't necessarily always engage with the genre and kind of trying to find the common ground of what they enjoy about it um, and what they learn from it or see from it. And we have a whole bunch of different people on it. I forget exactly what the uh, spiel is, uh, for the show, but it's like scaredy cats, gore hounds, uh, newcomers, uh, you know, we try to get everyone, uh, different types of people to engage with horror and it's really fun. 
And then we also have Crit Nasty, which is a newer show that we added, and that is uh, mainly run by Carly, who is our editor, along with her siblings, and it's them playing D&D the way that they freaking want to, which honestly, isn't that the best way to play D&D? I don't know. I don't play D&D, um, except for when I briefly uh, pop on Carly's podcast to do so. Carly, by the way, when the heck are you going to have me back? What did I do? Was I that bad that I never get invited? I'm just joking. Um, Carly and her siblings, again, are very funny, and Carly goes freaking hard as a DM, and I love it, and it's quite pleasant. And if you guys want to check it out, I think you would find it quite pleasant, too. Everything will be uh, in the show notes. Um, Our website has everything, so just check that out. And finally, the last thing I'll say... Listen, y'all, we didn't record this interview during the holidays, but now is the holidays. And what better gift to give to your friends or your loved ones than a comic book made by Noah and me? (laughs) I I mean, honestly, if Noah's here, he probably would chime in and say anything, (laughs) anything else. Um, But yes, Noah and I made a comic. We're very proud of it. It came out this year. It's called Evil Cast, and it is a horror buddy comedy adventure starring fictional versions of ourselves uh finding ourselves in a uh horror adventure it's kind of if we were podcasters who were obsessed with supernatural but were skeptics and then find out that it's all real omg gasp um (laughs) and yeah it's it's a labor of love and it's a lot of fun and it's been great to see the reception, but uh, it's cheaper now than it's ever been before um, on Amazon, Walmart, and all the other places that you get books. So that will also be in the show notes. Would very much appreciate you guys checking it out. And for those who have already checked it out and liked it and bought a copy, know that we're working hard on volume two so it will be coming at some point um been seeing some new pages and they're beautiful and i'm very excited so anyway i will stop with the self-promotion you guys want to freaking hear olin and i don't blame you because he's a great guy very funny very charming very honest and as you'll hear me talk about later in the interview Um, he's been a reoccurring presence in this show. Um, if you're a long time listener and, uh, you'll find out why when you, uh, check out the actual interview. So it's like many other interviews we've had, it's been really cool to experience, um, kind of this full circle moment of manifesting things and, um, looking up to people and quoting them and then actually getting to have them on the show. So incredibly special. I I can't even articulate it. So I'm just going to stop talking and wish you all Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you're into. I hope that you guys are all doing uh, well during this time. And um, just know again that I really appreciate y'all and hope you're staying safe out there. But without any further ado, here is the interview. This could be used against me in a court of law. I was listening to your guys' podcast while I was creating this. I didn't flinch. I knew what I needed to say. But after I said it... (laughs) I should say something like, Elevenly. 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 I gotta get the vibe here, like what's going on. Finding out what your truth is and living it is the whole point of you being alive. You always have the no, so why not try for the yes?
for it. Otherwise, it was never going to happen. If you have a vision, if you have a goal, and then you reach it, then it's your responsibility to help somebody else. It's the effort to learn alone is worth the time that you spend on it. That's not a failure. That's you being curious. The fools didn't know it was impossible. And so they did it. Uh, Olin, thank you for joining me tonight. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for having me. Now, Olin, that's what people ask at the beginning of podcasts. Would you tell me if you weren't <laughs> doing good? Uh, probably not. <laughs> cool. Probably not. Not on a podcast. Like that's a that's a that's a dark way to start it off. I'm doing awful today. Uh, no, I'm doing no. Generally, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, audience. We obviously we can't trust Olin now, but it's understandable. But that is my <laughs> that is my fantasy is just like for. Uh, like a celebrity to go on a talk show like Jimmy Fallon or something. They, they, all the music's playing, they sit down, they shake hands and they're just like, I'm not doing good, Jimmy. And they're like, they're serious. I would love that. I mean, a good portion of those people are not doing well, but it would be very humorous to, to, to hear, how are you doing today? You, you seem like you're doing good. And he's just, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Not really. Um, I would, <laughs> I would I would respect the honesty. Um but yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. Well, thank you again for being here. I uh you know, Humming Fools uh lives off of charity and it is the charity of people's time. Uh and so I really again, I'm just amazed at all the people we've been able to to have on. So, thank you so much for being here. Um Yeah. Really quick, just in case we have any new listeners, the structure that we're going to do is I'm going to ask uh, Olin just to tell me a little bit about himself, his background, all of that. Next, we'll launch into some quick, normal, general art questions. And then third, we'll end with our rapid fire segment where I ask quick and dumb questions to Olin, some of which may make him regret coming on. But let's start off, Olin. Just can you tell us really quick, who are you, what do you do, and how long have you been doing it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess, yeah, my name's Olin Rogers. Um, I'm a creator, kind of uh, uh, animator-executive producer-writer-comedian. There's a lot of different hats that I wear, and, and um, I guess the, the more general thing that you could probably call me is just a storyteller, you know, at the end of the day. I mean, I, I started off um, really kind of going down this storytelling road probably in high school, um, just picked up my dad's handy cam and just started making little fun videos. And that was like actually before YouTube. And then really when YouTube popped up, it gave a, uh, an outlet for that creativity. And I just kind of really gravitated towards doing that. I actually was trying to upload videos to MySpace, and I succeeded. <laughs> um, but, uh, but when YouTube came, I was like, oh, okay, another thing. And, Started uploading to that for a year, no views at all, and then was slowly building something through word of mouth. You know, there was never one thing that really popped off. It was just a slow build over a decade. And um, then basically one day I uh, made a short uh, animation called Final Space, and it was off of like a really terrible animated thing that I made called Gary Space. It's, uh, it's terrible. Don't watch it. It's the worst. It's one of the worst things I've ever made. <laughs> And made Final Space, and it got seen by uh, Adult Swim and Conoco and Lionsgate and uh, pretty much changed my life. I, it, it went from being just this 
independent, you know, storyteller in Nashville to, to going out to Hollywood and uh, making animation and a TV show for um, TBS at the time. And then also Adult Swim and, you know, it went on Netflix and it blew up there. And just it's just been a kind of a whirlwind where uh, now I'm kind of have like five years of television experience. I've uh, show run um, a good bit of episodes and, and seasons of television. So I'm working on a lot of different other stuff and it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Done. Do stand up. I, I do a lot of stuff. So uh, a lot of different hats, storyteller. My name is Owen. That's the whole uh, soft pill that you can swallow. I love it, but I actually, I can't take pills. So do you have like, like liquid form or is it i have a you there's a flintstone uh chewable vitamin of that oh yeah <laughs> i would kids, love that oh, uh, yeah only kids of the 90s know what that is uh that's they, right. they don't have those things anymore <laughs> <laughs> no that was great very concise paints a beautiful picture um yeah i there's a couple guests we've had on where like researching them and then also just like hearing them talk about what they do i feel tired on their behalf i'm like oh my gosh how uh and you are one of those people you are a beast when it comes to just all the different mediums and things that you're working in yeah well you have to you have to really dabble in a lot of different things but also it's like you know if a lot of these different lanes that you kind of go into and like for example tv you know there could be a roadblock at some point And, you know, you can't predict a pandemic happening. You can't predict, you know, the industry imploding. You can't predict multiple strikes happening. So you have to pivot towards other ways to tell your stories, you know. And and for me, whether it's a graphic novel or a book or whatever, just getting up on stage and just telling stories, I've decided that that's what I am. I'm a storyteller. So any different medium I can gravitate towards and, and pivot to. And I think that's um, something in any profession. You, you got to find those pivots. And with me, that it looks exhausting on the outside. And it is exhausting, you know. But I, I think um, I look at it and, and I'm having a blast, you know. So it doesn't, it doesn't seem as exhausting to me because it's like, oh, this is, I'm doing what I love, you know. Um, and that's always the best case scenario. If you can, if you can do what you love, it doesn't feel like you're doing work. Um but I am exhausted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, again, props for uh, somehow finding energy throughout all of it. Uh, to go backwards really quick. So you gave us a little yeah. insight into how you, you know, initially got started. But when did you, uh, as, you know, maybe baby Olin or teenager Olin, when did you first kind of start like becoming aware of, oh, I like to make things and then transitioning from that to thinking of yourself as a creative or an artist or whatever sort of word you want to use? Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I think what really sparked it was uh, really coming back home from from elementary school and watching Toonami and mm, yeah uh, wa- nice. watch, watching watching dragon ball z like legitimately that show and how like i i was at the time that they were still like translating every episode to english and mm-hmm. so basically we would watch a string of episodes and then they would restart all the way from the beginning and be like dude come on we like we were so close to finding <laughs> out what happens 
And so that was like years and years and years of, of watching that. And then I started to really kind of get into making comic books. And I made, I remember I made like, I drew like a really terrible comic book as a kid. And I think that was like the spark of like, I like making things. And I didn't really understand at the time, because I was very young, that you like telling stories. Like that's what you really like to do. And it wasn't until I think like high school when I made a, uh, like a little video project that the teacher like really spotlighted it and showed it to all of her students and like, this is what you need to be doing. And, um, I think it was when my mom after that kind of said, Hey, you could probably get a scholarship by doing film. And I was like, dude, no way, no way. Cause I'm not getting it on my academics. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, yeah. so I, I was kind of shocked by it and I was, when she said that, I said, I, I didn't know you can you could do this, right? Because I was just from Tennessee. Um, I don't know how many people just laughed in my face every time I said, hey, I want to do film. I want to do this. I want to do that. All the yeah. time, man. All the time. It just no matter which way you would go, um, every everybody that was like probably a boomer, their their constant joke was, oh, you want, you're, you want to direct porn? And I'm like, no, I want to do films. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but it's like, it's, <laughs> It's it's very interesting, like how many times I got that joke in Tennessee, um, and I think really, kind of when my mom sparked that interest, it it was something that I just kind of started to gravitate towards of just making films with my buddies, and I I started to really see um, a place for me, right, and and that's always an exciting time with anybody when when you can find that thing where you just kind of belong, it's just like the shoe fits, right? It's very Cinderella story esque where you're like, mm -hmm. wow, I fit here and I'm, and I'm kind of good. And, and, and it's not like you're the best, but you're like, it, it obviously you're going to start in a, in a, not in the best place. Cause it takes a while to, you know, practice and get better and be better and get better. But really when you feel like, Hey, I might have a, a, a lane here to, to, to go down. It's always an exciting time. And when I saw that lane, I just decided I'm, I'm going to take this. I'm going to see how far it goes. And, uh, yeah, that's the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, two things. So first off, it's just funny that, and this is not a sentence I anticipated saying today, but it's funny you mentioned the porn thing, uh, because, uh, when <laughs> I was younger, I remember like giving, like it was some, presentation at school and it was the same thing where i was yeah. like i really want to make movies yeah and i remember sitting down and feeling like i had done a good job and then just having a kid like basically be like oh kyle wants to direct porn and i remember it was such like a, what is that oh joke? man I, like i know I'm yeah like, what <laughs> you've seen a movie that's not porn right like that, that's the I, majority I feel of like <laughs> I don't know why they think it's so hilarious, but they will, it'll be a guttural laugh from them. And I'm like, dude, what do you, why do you, why is that so funny to you? Like, and then you tell them like, no, I want to do art. And they're like, oh, okay. You, you yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. art over here. Art guy. We've got an art guy. Um, but it's like, it's, it's always very interesting. Cause it's, uh, I think the, it, that, that tells you that, what you're uh, believing in and what the thing you want to do seems so far out of grasp that they yeah. have to make it tangible for them to, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, Oh, mm -hmm. that's never going to happen. Um, so it's, it's definitely a, a, a very interesting thing to see uh, that you had a similar experience. That's funny. 
Yes, well, and so props to us because again, it was a very like last week. I was surprised by how like emotional I got because finally, the movie that I had been helping work on it came out, and you know, to see oh, awesome. like my name actually in credits, it was like not a big part at all. Like what I did, I just like worked yeah. on like the credits basically themselves. Um, yeah. But it was like I've worked so long and hard, and then to be like, yeah, I'm doing the thing you know it's not exactly like how i want it to be i'm doing the thing that young kyle wanted to do and so look 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 at all and kyle we're not making porn baby we're making real yeah. movies yeah yeah we're making real things you know, <laughs> yeah seeing that credit for the first time it's 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 a special thing it's it it's that validation that that you're looking for and, and look it, it doesn't have to be um the the main thing as long as you're a part of that it takes it takes a city to make stuff right it really mm -hmm. does to make tv to make films it takes a lot of people to do it and when you see that name up there for the first time it's like it's very surreal it's it's like you have to pinch yourself um so i understand that the the emotion of that it's it's just a, it's a very real moment yeah and so i think that's a good transition because obviously you know, we're not doing it for just the like, oh, I want to be celebrated or I want credit. It's like you're doing it because you love it. And so one of the yeah. main reasons that I wanted to have you on the show is because um, there was a quote you said a long time ago uh, that we repeat here constantly, my co-host and I, and you talked about needing to be your greatest ally because you're the one who spends the most time with yourself. So you made the great... Yeah analogy of like imagine your mind as if it were a person that you were with all day if you think about that way is that person toxic are they a bad friend because they're just constantly yeah. taking you down uh which is a great way to think about it and so my question to you is maybe it's changed uh maybe it hasn't but over the years how have you been uh, your greatest ally? How have you stood up for yourself? How have you facilitated yourself? Because again, you're tired. You got a lot going on. And so how are you taking care of Olin? How have you stuck around through all these ups and downs? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, like probably the, the, where that kind of really became a testament of like becoming your, your greatest ally. I remember when final space got canceled and Really, it, it felt like the only feeling I can describe it is that I was on a ladder and that rung snapped and you just slide mm. down every rung all the way down to the bottom and it's just dark, right? Mm -hmm. And as, as much as you want to start climbing back up, you're just tired. And, I, and when, I, when I was at the end of Final Space, I was burnt out. It's the first time I've ever had that feeling of being burnt out. They didn't put any money into marketing. I ran those social media accounts. That's a full-time job in itself. So I was yeah. making the show, editing trailers, running all the social media accounts, doing all that, promoting the show, all that stuff for multiple seasons. And really at the end of that, when it got canceled, it just, you feel like just lost. And I remember it was like a moment of like, I need to figure out what to do I, I have to i have to get up because if i don't get up this is it right and so i kept it was like an inner monologue with myself it's like dude you got to give yourself like a couple days feel it live it and then you're going to get back up on this freaking ladder right 
and I started to really climb up and it was a slow, grueling time of like two years. And dude, I had like, I, I tried, tried every which way. The problem that really happened with Final Space is like really in Hollywood, and, and this is like the one of the worst aspects about it, how they handle jobs. It's, it's very unusual. Mm. Um, so basically when, when I was on Final Space, that was my first position. Okay, so you, how you you can sell multiple shows and, and it gets be it, it falls into like basically positions. So Final Space was my first, Lions Blaze was my second, and I had a DC animated show as my third. Right, it's all Warner Brothers projects too. So when they basically let go of it, nobody knew. There was like five months where I did not know what was happening, and the problem oh. with that is that nobody would touch me or offer me a job or do anything for five months. Even though no matter how hard I tried, I said, I'm not doing anything. These shows will not exist. And then we were constantly trying to get the word, is this canceled or not? And then they finally told me. And then imagine falling all the way down to that ladder and saying, now I have to figure out how to get work. When, when mentally, I was not okay, right? Yeah. So really it was kind of going back out there and meeting people and, and you kind of do general meetings. That's kind of what it is. So you kind of go out and you meet all the people around town again, right? And you introduce yourself and you're like, this is what I'm working on. This is what I'm doing. And when I was doing those, you have to give the best version of yourself. You know, we talked about, are you okay? When I yeah. was doing those, I was not okay. Okay. I mm -hmm. promise you. It looked, it looked like I was okay. Right. Um, but I, but I almost like knowing me, if I were to watch myself do those meetings, I'd be like, something's wrong with him. Something's, something's not okay. Mm. And I remember, and I remember the first time somebody actually spotlighted it, it was kind of a jerk of a producer met him when I first came out to Hollywood. So I was like, you know, I was like enthusiastic and I was like, Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I talked to him after final space got canceled and I was like more pessimistic. And I was like, you know, just. I don't know, man. It's just like this. He's like, he was like, dude, what's, what's wrong with you? And I was like, dude, what do you mean it's wrong with me? It's like, I, I've just, I, I just lost my show. And he's like, and then he just like ended the call. And I was like, dude, what the freak was that? Like, it, you, you're allowed to feel things. Mm -hmm. So really this entire time going through all these things, I mean, applying for jobs, not getting for jobs, not getting the job because you're overqualified doing all these things in, in the background by yourself, the only thing that's that, that, that is your cheerleader, it has to be you, right? It's the, mm -hmm. it's you telling you, all right, you lost that one. Let's keep, let's keep going. Keep going. Come on. Like you, you can do this through two years. I had to do that. Right. Of just like, just figuring it out, trying to get back on the horse, trying to find myself again in the process. And I think it's, it's one of those things where, I hope nobody falls down to the bottom rung. You know, it's, it's not mm -hmm. fun climbing back up. It happens to everybody at some point, uh, happens, could happen multiple times. It's never fun to do that, to, to fall down and have to get back up. But I will say if, if you are your best ally, it makes that journey a little bit easier, right? It's, it is hard. It's challenging. You're going to want to say, dude, I just try something else. Um, but if you're your best ally, it just kind of gives you that motivation to, to, to grab for the next rung. So I'll say that, that during that time, if I wasn't my best ally, I, I don't think I would have done Godspeed. I don't think I would have continued trying to find 
a license to finish Final Space, which I was able to get and do a graphic novel with, right? There, there's these things mm-hmm. that, like, if I wasn't championing myself and pushing myself forward, that I would have stopped and I wouldn't have, have, have continued. So you have to be your best ally. You have to be, right? And um, it's, it's, it's hard to do that sometimes, you know? But, yeah. I don't know if that answers your question, but that, that's that's essentially the uh, the story that I have of that. <laughs> the most recent aspect of that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I it, it definitely does. And I mean, I think the the movement aspect is important because I was talking to my niece the other day and, you know, she's, you know, a young person even younger than me you know and like just about to start high school and stuff and you know she's she's very shy and so she's expressed this interest in writing and creating and she was like oh i'm i'm just picturing my thing as a movie but like it could never be that and i was like listen i'm not a genie i'm not a fortune teller i know absolutely nothing i struggled with math so i'm the the worst person to talk to about facts in the universe but i was like the only assurance that you have of that is if you just ever give up. And I think really it's, that is the thing is that like you just, if you never stop moving, you never stop creating things that like, you don't know what will happen to them. You don't know how they'll be received or anything, but that's the only assurance that it won't go anywhere is if you're the one who says no to yourself first and I was like, the world's going to yeah. say no to you, so don't say no to yourself because other people are going to do that for you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I I, think, like, plenty of people, like, throughout your journey would have been like, ow, this hurts too much. I'm done. And I totally understand that. And I would, like, I get it. I think it's a valid human response of, like, I've been hurt. I don't want to do it again. You know, that's why people are like, I've dated. I can't date it, you know. And that's why part of our, you know, name, Humming Fools, uh, the fool comes from, yeah, it can appear idiotic to other people (laughs) who don't create. They're like, why does this person keep making more things? Like, it's not working. Stop it. It's like, this isn't hurting you. I'm just going to keep doing it. So I, again, I just love that you're here on the show and I love that you never quit because if you would have quit, we would have missed out on so many amazing things. So thank you, Olin Rogers, yeah. for not quitting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, that guy. Um, no, I I always kind of say that like really that that point in your brain where you're like, am I crazy for doing this? Once you hit that point, you're close. <laughs> <laughs> you're re- you're really yeah. close to something. Um, every time that I've thought, dude, this is crazy. Do I stop? Every single time that I've thought that, multiple times, something's been around the corner. And I will say it's like, it's it's just that, it's just keep going. Because it, it, there's always going to be that point where a lot of people throw in the towel. And, it, and, it, and if you're just the last one standing, it's going to happen. But, mm-hmm. but every single time I've thought that, right around the corner, something took off. So, um it's just all about being your best ally. Just be, but always be on your side and tell yourself, you know what? Let's give it a little longer. You know, like it's you just have to have that internal monologue with yourself. And I mean, that's this. I always try to do that, and it's 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 helped me out in, in some really tough spots. Yeah. Well, I think too, a lesson is again to not take things 
personally because so much of it is yeah. outside your control. And I think that was a really cool thing with with you. And so now we, we were kind of in the dark area, but now let's get to the all flexing area, which is just <laughs> how many people love you and love your stuff. And so with Final Space, the freaking graphic novel, I was hearing you talking about how there was some comic creator who said like if you were had done it through a traditional publisher, it would be like New York Times bestseller yeah, it, in terms of numbers and stuff. Yeah. It would be considered one of the top selling graphic novels maybe of not I don't know if it was all time. He said something I was like I don't know if I believe that, but he 100% said it would have been a New York Times bestseller. 100%. And how they track how they track that is it has to be on um a site that New York Times bestsellers recognizes. I think it's like Amazon and like another site like Barnes and Noble. Like it has to be on other book sites. And that yeah. was one of the things that Warner Brothers uh kind of gave me in the in the little um uh, contract was saying I I could only put it on a site of my creation. And I think what they were trying to do, and I don't know if they were trying to do this, it seems like it from a bird's eye view. They're just trying to limit the exposure so they don't feel like, oh, we made a mistake with this. And yeah. you know, if it's not a if it's not a New York Times bestseller, no press, you know, or no anything like that. So it's fine. To me, it's not about getting an award. It's just about finishing mm. the thing, right? It's about cre- yeah. it's creating an ending um, so I can kind of say goodbye to these these characters the right way. And I'm thankful uh, for that Warner Brothers gave me that chance. So they didn't have to do that at all. So I'm very, very thankful for it. Um, but I always wonder, like, man, it would have been cool to have a New York Times bestseller too. Um <laughs> That, that probably would have helped my career in some way, uh, being able to have that. Um, but yeah, I, uh, maybe another one, one day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- whenever you go through a traditional publisher, whenever you do that in the future, I think that it'll just happen then. Because I think that's what's so affirming is it's like, again, the lesson from all the trials and stuff you faced wasn't, oh, what I'm making is bad and people are interested. Again, it was all this like, outside noise and drama and nonsense and business stuff yeah and so the fact that the fans like so many people were like no i love this like an overwhelming number um i think it just shows that olin rogers has tapped into something that people really dig and they're hungry hungry hippos for it yeah and i think it's just that it's that story right i think a lot of people felt like man if this happened to me i would want i would want for this to succeed. And I, and I had a lot of people reach out and just like, dude, this is awesome that you're doing this. You just, it, it, it's inspiring. Right. And that's what I wanted to try to do with, with final space is when it got canceled, I said, I can't give up on this because I would be dumb to, to give up on it. There's so mm-hmm. many occurrences of things coming back. And I knew if I just, if I just stayed at it, sometimes there's an opening, there's a hole and and Mm -hmm. something will kind of release. And I would, I worked my butt off on that show. And I think that's kind of why the people at TBS were able to make it happen because I didn't ruffle feathers. I just worked. I constantly, I I did not speak ill will of anybody. I was just like, I'm just going to do the work, put my head down and grind. And I think that's why 
they probably let me have that license was it was just like, you know, he just does the work. You know, he he he's not out to make anybody a bad guy, and I'm not out to make Warner Brothers a bad guy at all. I think it's a big company. You can't predict them getting merged with another company, right? Yeah. Um, the but the people that I worked with there at TBS, oh man, I, I met some amazing people there, and they fought for the show, legitimately fought for the show. They loved it at TBS. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just that story that I think people really gravitate towards that. Um, they want to believe that if they can get something off the ground one day, that they can, that this is going to happen, right? That, 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 you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They want it. It's almost like, it's almost like how people watch feel good movies, right? It's, it's like a feel good story where it's like, wow, this succeeded. Like, it gives me a little bit of hope that my thing can one day get off the ground if I just keep going. So I think that's that's really what made a lot of people gravitate towards um, pre-ordering their graphic novel. And it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. And again, just like, it maybe sounds like a dumb sentence, but just endings and finality from an original creator, it's so important. Like people like want to know yeah. the end of a story. I'm still haunted by the 90s Spider-Man. I don't know what happened to Mary Jane. I think about it all the time. Every day, I'm like, God, is she okay? Where's she at? You know, it's like never, yeah. getting, it got canceled. I never got that closure. And I'm in therapy and we're working on it. But I would love for it to come <laughs> back. Um, I have one last question for you because I know your time is limited and then we can yeah, yeah. get to the rapid fire. Um, but, Owen, oh, you've been on many shows. Many people have talked to you. They've spoken words to your face. Um, you've answered many of the same questions. What's a question or something that you never get to answer or something you want to talk about that no one talks to you about. This is the floor is yours now, Olin. What do you want? Something that I've always wanted to talk about. Um, a question you wish you got asked more while doing interviews. The, the basically, if you were to ask me, what is the best kind of Reese's? I could tell mm. you to the T, which ones are better and why? Okay. Well, I'm kinda, I'm, a, I'm a ridiculous connoisseur of Reese's. All right, and <laughs> I wish people would ask me more for my knowledge of of what to look for when you're getting a Reese's because there's very okay. specific things to look for. Let's say I'm I'm going on a business trip to Bangkok. What Reese's do I want? Oh, good. This is a good question. I have just <laughs> the answer for you. Um, no, there, there's there's basically. I'm going to say like three of the, of the best Reese's, right? Forget Mm -hmm. Reese pieces, forget the little miniatures, forget all those things. Okay. We're talking, we're talking major leagues here. All right. The best one, the best one top tier is going to be the Reese egg. Okay. The, Mm. the peanut butter to chocolate ratio is perfect. You cannot have too much chocolate. You cannot have too much peanut butter when it comes to this. That's why the Reese egg is perfect. It's the shape, all right? The Reese hearts, the pumpkins, they got too much of angles into it, so the chocolate builds up around these crevices. So that's why the egg is just on point every single time you get an egg. So mm. those are around Easter, right? The next thing, your your number two is going to be a king-size Reese four-cup 
Now, obviously, other states uh, or in countries have different kinds of king size. Canada has three. Uh, here in the U.S., we're a little bit bigger. We like to go a little bit bigger. We have four, all right? You can either go um, uh, the regular or king size classic Reese's peanut butter cup. Now, it's very, very important that when you get a peanut butter cup, a lot of these things sit on a shelf for a little bit too long. You need to make mm-hmm. sure that the ridges, the ridges around the cup are pointy. If you see them soft, angled, not pointy at all, you do not have a fresh Reese's peanut butter cup, and you need to dispose of that thing as fast as possible, okay? Because it's not going to be enjoyable. But, but, if you can also tell by the packaging, the packaging is a little bit crisper, okay? It doesn't have any, a lot of creases. It's smoother. It's just, it, like, if you can always tell... Um, by the packaging if you have a fresh one if you open it up and those ridges are on point great you can also look at the bottom if there's moisture residue at the bottom of the little tin little foily thing uh that means and and, and you pull it off and, it, and part of the bottom comes up with it Ugh. <laughs> you got a bad you got you, you got a bad one but if you got a pristine king size reese's peanut butter cup and you take that thing and you take the wrapper off and those ridges are sharp and crisp, you are about to go on a paradise ride to the heavens, all right? Because it's amazing. Oh. That is that that is one of the best uh, Reese's you can get. The third one, and I'll stop with this because it's, uh, well, I'll also say the ones that really suck. But the, the, the third one, <laughs> and this is my my personal favorite. A lot of people mm-hmm. might not like this one. It's, it's one from the 90s. Uh, it's a Reese's Nutrageous. These things are addictive. I love them. Um, I've never had a bad Reese's Nutrageous. Uh, if you like crunchy peanut butter, it has nuts in it. It has a whole gamut of like caramel, Reese's peanut butter. It's on point, all right? If anybody says, hey, I have a one-pound Reese's cup, it's garbage, all right? Anything that goes past the perfect quantity of a Reese's peanut butter cup, it's going to be absolutely awful um mm. so you you don't do this big stuff it's gross it's just great you can't it's the peanut butter consistency it, it starts to lose its consistency anything of the brownies all that stuff it just it's it's gone those are the three if you stick to those three core reese's you're good you're good you're golden you will live a great life if you stick <laughs> to those three um yeah, that's my. Uh, that, I never get asked that question. That's Boom. a. That's, well, you dude, you that's heard it here, folks. 30, 30 years of experience of buying these <laughs> things right there. Audience, you you know that you're getting the hard facts because again, yeah, thirty years of uh, experimentation, uh, trial and yes. error. Also, I'm sorry if oh, I, look- I will say. Go ahead. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Reese sticks. Those are awesome. I love Nutty Buddies. Reese sticks are uh, right up there. They're, they're, they're honorable mention, probably fourth place right there. Okay, okay. Well, I do appreciate you giving me all that uh, Reese's knowledge. No if it looked like I was <laughs> disassociating, it's because when you said no, uh, ridge around the in. cup. You're taking it well, in. <laughs> well, I, when you said ridge around the cup, that was I went to a jazz club called Ridge Around the Cup, and I had a bad experience there. Yeah. So I just was disassociating yeah. a little bit. But uh, besides that, I enjoyed what I heard. Uh, <laughs> so thank That's you good. for that. 
Uh, before we get to rapid fire, I would be slapped and heckled and uh, by myself if I did not ask you for a favor, which is I was introduced to you many moons ago by my friend Eric Sievers, and I was hoping and wondering if you could give Eric a little hello for me. Hi, Eric. Eric, he just <laughs> waved at it? you. Don't ask for more, you greedy <laughs> bastard. That's all you get, Eric, okay? I he did it. He told me just to say, hey, I don't know what else to give you. <laughs> Tell him that his mom is a lovely woman and we all respect her. Eric, your mother is a lovely woman and I think we all respect her. Some of us in this room do. Now, let us transition <laughs> to rapid fire. All in these are going to be some quick and fast questions. If you don't want to answer one, you just say pass. Are you feeling good? Are you feeling hot? Do you need to be built up anyway? Are you ready to no, go? No, no, I'm good. Go okay, for it. Let's do let's this. Do it. In a physical brawl to the death, polar bear versus grizzly bear, who wins? Polar bear. Correct. Why all in and not Thomas? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Why Thomas, not Olin? Okay. Uh, exactly <laughs> how much do you hate Kevin? Oh, I hate Kevin, man. Kevin is the, bla the, the, the blight of my existence. I don't like Same. Kevin. Uh, will you give me gold? Yes. What's a better band name? Glorious Inverted Pogs or Bobcats with a Saddle? Bobcats with a Saddle easy what's better a nutty buddy or an after tea marshmallow Reese sticks <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good uh should shields officially be called arm hats no no i don't like that <laughs> you made it up but how all right. dare you how dare you <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> um, if you could only work out to one of these songs, which would you choose? Uh, wow by Tiesto, No More Sorrow by Linkin Park, Bleed It Out by Linkin Park, or Fight Back by Nefex? Bleed It Out by Linkin Park, because I actually work out to that song. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I found a... Uh, Spotify playlist made by you that only had those four songs in it called oh, Workout. Man. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I only listen to those four songs. <laughs> That's so um, funny. What's the best way to buckle up your butt cheeks? Well, you need a zipper. <laughs> Correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um sunshine interstellar or star wars empire strikes back uh i'm gonna say sunshine i think that's my favorite movie uh, interstellar oh, man. Close i'm second. proud of you star wars i thought you were gonna go yeah. star wars i'm proud i love sunshine no i i think i've i think i've matured as a human being <laughs> I, think I've, I think i've graduated I just love Sunshine. The soundtrack's so good. The the visuals, it really shaped my love for for sci-fi. So, I got to say that movie. And and it nobody knows that movie. Every time I say, "Hey, Sunshine," they're like, "Hello, Mrs. Sunshine?" I'm like, "No. <laughs> Sunshine. Look it up." Um, yeah. Great movie. I'll just interject really quickly. I love movies that start one way and then they just like slap you halfway through and go, "I'm new now. I'm something different." It's my favorite. Um, how many chicken tenders does a party need to have to get you to come? Oh my God. A lot. I mean, what are we talking about? How, how big is the party? Cause everybody's partaking or just me? 
just you like we're having a party and you're like i hate parties i'm like but i really want you to come and you're like make it worth my while baby how many chicken tenders am i having to order 20 or more 20 or more done i'll do it in a and a bowl of honey mustard. I love honey mustard chicken tenders. That's my weakness, man. That is ever since a kid. Can I call you honey mustard if I do that? Can that be your nickname between us friends, us girls? <laughs> yes. Yes. Call me honey mustard. <laughs> All right, honey mustard. Uh, what are you worse at, Dark Souls or Guitar Hero? Oh, my God. Dark Souls, man. I've tried to play that first level. 90 times and i and i'm talking about just the entry the i, I think it's just oh, yeah. the tutorial can't get past it even my my dad and my brother are like they play that religiously and they were like come on we're gonna play together and they had to talk me through it and uh i think i finally got past it after like 190 times and i played and then they i guess people in that game can like join in and just start attacking you and killing you and I just a guy that was like level 100 came in, sliced me once, killed me, and I'm like, dude, I'm not playing this game anymore. Like, what is this? Like, no, 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 no. You got it's good. You got to get used to it. I'm like, I, it's not fun. This is not fun. So yes. I've, I've stopped playing it. Uh, you got farther than me. I got the like they gave the game away for free once, and I was like, sweet, download it, opened it, died ten thousand times immediately, and I went, no, this isn't fun. Um, it's like video games for masochists, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, what's worse, playing the Mortal Kombat theme on laptop speakers or the police putting a noise ordinance on you? <sighs> Mortal Kombat on uh, laptop speakers, easy. I know you did research on that one because that I did that in a uh, in a meeting at TBS and uh, in front of the president of TBS, and the speakers were so. It wasn't loud enough for it to be awesome. It wasn't quiet enough to be funny. It was just lame, dude. And I went around and I high-fived executive, double high-fived an executive. His name's Billy Wee. And then I <laughs> just pan- I panicked and I went back to my seat. And uh, it was the worst. <laughs> it was super embarrassing. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened, but you're a legend for uh, going through it. Um on a scale of one through ten, how bad did that Diablo two boss hurt you? Oh man, I don't even know this that that boss's name. I just know it's in the desert town. I don't know what it is, but uh, it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he killed he killed us way too many times. Uh, I don't know if we weren't at the right level or what, but uh, I still laugh at that because me and Jake, man, we played that boss. Holy crap, like 10 hours straight trying to kill that guy. And uh, we finally did. And I don't think it was fun anymore. (laughs) I was like, dude, I don't know if I want to play this anymore. Um, Yeah, it was brutal. Um, I'm going to read you some lyrics. You tell me what they're from. Uh, You're playing so cool, obeying every rule deep way down in your heart you're burning yearning for some somebody to tell you that life ain't passing you by i'm trying to tell you it will if you don't even try you'll get by if you'd only only what olin i have no idea that those are the lyrics to footloose oh holy crap i told you like (laughs) i love it 
but when you you're like, but you like read that, it in such a terrible way. Yeah, you you read it like it was like a scroll from the the ancient times. Like, put some put some juice into it. You can't you can't sing Footloose with like that. Oh no. Oh, you got try it again. Just sing it a little it's bit like Footloosey. The, it's like those emo trailers where like they take like a classic like happy song, but then it's like a girl singing it all like sadly and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's basically what I did. Hollywood, listen to the people. We need Footloose in a trailer uh, for something like a Game of Thrones spinoff or something. Uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, how does one reclaim a comforter from a comforter dragon? You don't. That comforter becomes the comforter dragons, and that is it. And you start to lose uh, them, and you have to buy more. Heartbreaking. Uh, how do I make the voices stop? The voices stop? You might have uh, some problems. <laughs> you don't hear <laughs> some voices going. Um, does Salami Sam still do titty twisters? Oh, man. Old Salami Sam? Yes. Yes. He does. Very good. He never changed. He does. Uh, he never hypothetical changed. Hypothetical question. A guy you just met with great hair and a podcast shows up out of the blue looking for love and a place to stay. Theoretically, how long could I, I mean him, stay with you? Also, are you cool with ferrets? Um, about a day. About a day. And ferrets, do That's pretty those, good. <laughs> those smell so bad. Do you have a ferret? No. This is, we're not talking about me. I said theoretically some guy, my, my dude. Honey mustard. Are you not even listening do to the you have, Do you have a ferret? Let me know if you have a ferret. Do you have a ferret? I don't have a ferret. I have no pets. Dude, I knew somebody that had a ferret, and those things are rough. They, they I've smell. heard they stink. They, they're the worst. Yeah, they're rough. Um, yeah, no good. Okay. I got one so day with Owen Rogers. You heard it here. I won't. I won't bring a ferret. <laughs> um, how the heck can I get some extra weed from Mike Falzone? Oh, I don't do that guy smokes weed all the time, man. You kidding me? It's like he, he told me I don't know if he does it much anymore. There was a time he was like he said he did it every day. Mm. I don't I don't know how you do that every day. That's just insane. Like to me, I have to have coffee. Coffee. I have to I have to get active, you know, like I need something yeah. to boost me up. But but there's people out there that are like, I need to I need to tone it down a bit. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? I need to get up. I need to get energy. But I don't mm -hmm. know. It's it's very strange. Very strange. All right. Final question, Olin. Are you still the Master Commander? I'm always the Master Commander, baby. I'm always Ooh. the Master Commander. You better Ooh. remember that. <laughs> <laughs> you and your ferret better remember that, boy. <laughs> Olin, thank you so awesome. much. You made it through. Um you know you have so many people following you so i don't really need to ask you but what have you got going on where do you want to point people to what uh are you excited about yeah i have uh godspeed coming out here probably in december and uh it's gonna be the longest youtube video i've ever made and just really excited about it. so once it comes out check it out beautiful friends Thank you for listening to this episode. I appreciate you. You are objectively attractive. Check the show note links for all the tasty goodness on Olin. And I hope that y'all are doing well. But until next time, keep on humming and keep on fooling, baby.
has been an ominous media production. Thanks for listening. You're all right, boy.